0: Good morning, I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The Manatee County Commission is delaying moving forward with a project to house veterans. WMNF's Chris Young reports that earlier this month they heard the proposal to use county-owned property for affordable housing. The plan would have created a minimum of 120 units of affordable
1: housing for veterans. Mark Barnaby is with Tunnel to Towers Foundation, the veterans charity asking for the city to donate the land
0: is an ideal site for this type of veterans-oriented community, as it is located at the intersection of two major roadways, 66th Street and Cortez Road, and is in an urban area with easy transit access."
1: However, some commissioners were hesitant, including Republican District 3 Commissioner Kevin Van Austinbridge. The housing would be in his district, and he was concerned about potential drug use from the veterans. He worried it would spill over into his community.
0: These are my concerns. Do I want to help these people? Yes, absolutely. But I need to protect the residents in the community that live around there, taxpayers that live around there.
1: The board voted to delay the hearing for up to six weeks in order to host a town hall meeting to seek feedback from residents. George Cruz represents District 7 at large. How many discussions are we going to have or have we had about other projects? None. But this one conveniently needs to have town halls before we we can approve this being passed over. The town hall happened last Saturday. Van Austin Bridge labeled the meeting on Facebook as a town hall on a, quote, West Bradenton homeless shelter. Many residents commented on the post, calling the title misleading.
0: For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. There are two prescribed burns scheduled this morning in the area. The Southwest Florida Water Management District tweeted today that if conditions permit, they will conduct a 290-acre prescribed fire at Green Swamp West Preserve and a 200-acre fire at the Cernova Tract of the Starkey Wilderness Preserve. An update to a missing child alert in Polk County. Family members last heard and checked on a young boy around 1 a.m., A family member noticed the front door of the residence wide open at approximately 2.45 a.m. and the child was nowhere to be found in the home. About an hour ago, detectives located the boy who was found safe and sleeping on a neighbor's porch less than half a mile from where the family was staying. He was returned safely to his family. Some of the metro areas that have seen the highest rent increases in the nation since the start of the pandemic are right here in Florida, including Tampa and Miami. State lawmakers passed the Live Local Act this past legislative session To try and address the issue, Elizabeth Strom is with the University of South Florida School of Public Affairs. Speaking Friday on the Florida Roundup, Strom said cities like Tampa need to literally grow up to tackle housing affordability.
1: We have so many areas where you can only build single family homes. And those may be areas where townhomes or garden apartments would be the appropriate housing style, especially if they're near commercial corridors and if they're near work and school.
0: Strom said the new law could make it easier to build in commercial industrial areas, but it has not done much to force local governments to rethink single-family zoning, which is what makes up most of residential areas. According to the Tampa Bay Times, Pinellas County's Transit Agency is considering an early fare implementation on the Sunrunner Rapid bus route, which has been free to ride since its inception. The move comes as wealthy residents pressure the agency to keep houseless people out of their communities. The Pinellas-Suncoast Transit Authority already planned to charge regular fees beginning in November at the conclusion of the downtown St. Petersburg to St. Pete Beach route's first year. But the authority's board members could vote tomorrow on a move to move up that timeline. But it has nothing to do with making more money. Rather, it's a response from pressure by Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri and residents of St. Pete Beach. They say the fare-free bus service has also been popular among houseless people. Residents of one of the county's wealthiest neighborhoods depict those riders as being potentially violent. and reality, officials said they're mostly getting in trouble for panhandling or sleeping on the beach. One option the board will weigh tomorrow is to just start charging full fares earlier in the year. Another option is to add a 50-cent fare just on the beach-bound routes of west of downtown. Transit Authority CEO Brad Miller said he believes that a small fare not payable by cash would discourage houseless riders, but imposing a fare to target a specific class of people has bothered some officials, though. Transit Authority board member Vince Cox called it redlining, and it's also said in an interview, quote, it doesn't sell a good image to the public. That's how we're trying to deal with the houseless situation where they can't ride public transportation where everyone else can, unquote. Former Miami Congresswoman Debbie Muscarl powell a Democrat who told WLRN she is running to unseat Republican Florida Senator Rick Scott next year. Florida is considered a solid red state these days, but Muskerl powell says she believes Scott is vulnerable because of what she calls his support for, quote, extreme measures in Florida's new ban on abortion after just six weeks of pregnancy. I continue to firmly believe that Florida is a bright purple state. Everyone that I talk to, they have the same concerns, whether it's the rise of costs in housing, the affordability crisis, whether it's safety and security, the issue of gun violence.
1: Seniors that live here, they're extremely concerned with the proposed cuts to Medicare and Social Security.
0: Senator Scott this year did issue a spending reduction plan that included Medicare and Social Security. He later backed off and said he never meant to target those programs. In 2018, Moose Girl Powell, who was born in Ecuador, became the first Latina Democrat elected from Florida to the U.S. House. She lost her seat two years later. Governor Ron DeSantis's appointees to a board that oversees Disney World's governing district have launched a battle against the company on a new front, free passes and discounts for employees. Board members are already involved in two lawsuits with Disney. In the latest incident, board members of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District submitted a complaint to the State Inspector General yesterday. They claim that the millions of dollars in season passes, as well as discounts on hotels, merchandise, food, and beverages that their Disney-supporting predecessors provided employees of the governing district, amount to unethical benefits and perks. The arrangement appears to be more like an employee benefit rather than a taxpayer scam, similar to the way professors at a university may get free passes to athletic events or free tuition for family members, said Richard Fogelsong, a Rollins College professor emeritus who wrote the definitive account on Disney World's governance in his book Married to the Mouse, Walt Disney World and Orlando. It is warm and fair in the Tampa Bay area, highs today in the mid-90s, and a 99% humidity, overnight lows in the mid-70s. A mostly hot and sunny week ahead, I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.